0: Hi, this is Watson and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. This episode is brought to you by The Memo, the weekly I Choose the Ladder newsletter that goes out every Monday to help you with your career development during the week. In the newsletter, we share articles that we found helpful as Black women in corporate America, career development resources, job opportunities, and upcoming I Choose the Ladder events. Everything we do is released to the subscribers of the newsletters first. If the memo sounds like something you would like to receive, you can subscribe by texting CLIMB C L I M B to six six eight six six. Again, that's CLIMB C L I M B to six six eight six six. So, since I started the I Choose a Ladder podcast, I think the topic that I get asked about the most is mentorship. Um, I think if I was like a guessing person, it's because I've spoken so much about my mentors. People want to know how I formed those relationships, what I do with them and how I nurture the relationships. So I thought I'd dedicate an entire episode of the podcast to it um, so that when people ask me, as opposed to answering each person individually, I can just point them to this episode of the podcast. So let's first start by talking about what is a mentor. So I looked this up on dictionary.com to make sure that I, you know, was giving you the right information. So the official definition of what a mentor is or who a mentor is, is someone who is a trusted and experienced advisor. That's it. That's, that's the episode, right? Like we can pack it up. You know what it is now, you know, if you have one or if you don't have one now, nah, I'm just kidding. So to me, a mentor is someone in my network, whether that's virtually or physically who I trust, and I can decide to lean on to help me navigate both life situations and career decisions. Um, I have more than one mentor and the degree of closeness that I have with each of them varies. Um, some I talk to weekly, some I talk to when there's a specific need or an opportunity where I feel like their expertise or their um, opinion would be um, helpful to me as I decide what makes the most sense for me. Um, If I had to count how many mentors I have, I would say I have five mentors who are actively invested in my success and growth. Right, So they're thinking about me, they're thinking about opportunities that I would be right for, they're bringing up my name in rooms where I'm not, they're making sure that like, um, knowing what it is that I wanna achieve long-term, that when those opportunities are in their sphere of influence that my name is one of the names that are thrown in the hat for consideration. And then outside of that five, I would say I have about seven more people who they're not necessarily actively involved in my success, but I know that if I needed something, I could call them and they would make a call on my behalf or they would leverage some, you know, some asset that they had to make sure that I had what it is that I needed. But it's more of like me reaching out to them to say, hey, there is this need um, and I know that you can fill it. Will you fill it? and so counting um all that together i would say that my board of directors is a solid 11 people so i know 11 people top of mind right now in my phone that if i needed something i could reach out to them and they would literally move heaven and hell to make sure that i could get it or that if they couldn't do it for me they would bring somebody into my life who could do that um who could help me make that happen um Some of the relationships are newer relationships, so less than two years. And some of them I've known for like half my life, right? It's just that there's a spectrum, a range of the level of time that they've been a part and how much of my growth and development they've been a part of, just because um, some of them have been around for a really long time. And some of them met me as the polished young lady that you all know now. Um, They vary in age, gender, so I have, you know... Most of them are, like, older than I am, but they're not, like, old. Like, I don't have any—well, I might have some mentors that people would consider old. I don't consider any of them old, so they're not old, um, in my opinion. Different genders, so I have male and female. Um, sexual orientation, like, run the gamut. Like, I have mentors who are part of all different communities um, and all different religions, right? So I'm Christian, but, like, all of my mentors are not Christian, Um to me that like that didn't that doesn't stop someone from being able to be an asset or a value um, to my life um for me those are my people and honestly there are moments where i'm literally in awe of the people that god has chosen to help me navigate and figure out this journey that is the life that i'm living and curating and cultivating every day like there are times where I'm like, well, how do I even know this person? Why do they ride for me so hard? And why do they care so much about what it, the opportunities that come my way? And I'm really grateful. And it's not to brag. It's not to say like I'm better than anybody else. It's just, I am so grateful for, um, the people who see something in me, saw something in me, and it decided that they wanted to walk alongside me through this journey. And it's a, I think it's a blessing to have that, um, And what I want is for everybody to have that. Maybe you don't have 11 people. Maybe you have two or three people who ride for you so hard and who are willing to, you know, leverage their personal capital, financial capital to make sure that you get to see the the dreams that you have in your head and in your mind come to fruition in real life. Um. And now if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I can't even get one mentor and she got a whole soccer team as mentors, then keep listening because this episode is for you. I'm going to talk you through how to think about mentorship, how to get a mentor. And then once you have that mentor, what do you do to sustain the relationship and make sure that it doesn't fizzle out because of lack of engagement? know that the relationships that I have now did not happen overnight, right? So it wasn't like yesterday, I went and I was like, I need 11 mentors, and then boom, they were just there and they were just all willing to do whatever it is that I asked them, like, that's not how any of it works, right, it it, it requires nurturing. Um, and I spent a lot of time thinking about ways that I can be of value to my mentors because they have given so much to me. Um, And so what if there's one thing I've outside of all the things that I talk about in this episode, if there's one thing that you take away from it is that the quality of your mentoring relationships are going to be based on how much you contribute to them and how much you put into them and how much you value them. Right. And nothing in this world like no relationships come easy. In terms of, you know, we're all busy. We all have things that are on our schedules. We all have things that are vying for our attention. And so if you don't prioritize a relationship, even once you get a mentor, um, it's not going to make a difference because you will not get the full benefits of that relationship. So the first thing that I want to uh, talk about is why you even need a mentor. Um I know people are like, I need a mentor. Most of the times we don't even know why we just need we just think we need one because people are like, you need a mentor. And you've heard it so frequently that you're like, yes, I need one. And then that's it. Right. So I have a few reasons that I think that everybody should have a mentor. So the first one is that mentors provide information and knowledge. So. What your mentors have signed up for is to let you pick their brains without charging you the fee that they would normally charge people to share that wisdom and knowledge, right? People ask me all the time to pick my brain and I've spent a lot of money and time and I'm still spending a lot of money to get my MBA to make sure that I'm acquiring the knowledge that i need to be successful and so there's a price that comes along with that and most of the time like if i'm if someone's picking my brain they're paying a consultation fee for that but if it's somebody that i mentor i've decided that i'm investing in that person so then they get to have the access to all of this knowledge that has taken me all these years to acquire and heartache and all the other sweat equity that went into being able to think and and do the things that i do but when someone decides to be your mentor, that's what they're signing up for. Um, and so you need a mentor because they can help you with um, avoiding certain mistakes that they may have made. They can help make accelerate um, the learning curve for you in certain, uh, in certain situations. Um, most of the people who you'd want to mentor you have worked for quite some time and have achieved a certain level of success, be that professional success, personal success. And they have wisdom that can help you navigate the spaces that you're in. And so if for nothing else, the wisdom of a mentor and the information that they can provide you can save years of struggle from your career progression. And the second thing is, I think that and this is something that's important to me, is that mentors offer encouragement and help you keep going Um, sometimes. And, you know. This is just a reality, especially if you're black or first generation in this whole corporate space. Um, you just may not have the friends in your circle who have the same goals as you do or even understand how to support you in this space because they're figuring it out for the first time themselves. Um, and it doesn't make them bad friends. Like, don't go out here shaking your friends, cutting all your friends off because you're like, you can't support me. And like, that's not what I'm saying. Um but it does mean that sometimes, like, they're not going to understand some of the decisions that you have to make or how they can support you as you navigate challenging um, professional times, right? The things that we deal with as Black women in corporate America are very unique to us. If you have someone who you're close to who's not in that space, they just may not understand. Um, and because your mentor has more than likely, navigated similar situations, they'll be able to offer you support and affirm you, right? And there are times where, I take on you know things or projects or ideas, um, and I have to lean on my mentors to help talk me through the the scary times of, am I taking on too much? Can I actually do this? Am I smart enough to do this? Do I have the bandwidth to do this? Do I have the network to do this? Do I, do I have the reach to do this? Do I have the capacity to do it? And a lot of times it's those mentors who can help you, one, calm down because most times I'm doing too much, but calm down and think about things strategically without, the, without all the emotion that's uh, associated with whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and this matters, I think, Because climbing the corporate ladder is a marathon, it's not a sprint. If you plan to be um, in corporate for a while, there are going to be lots and lots of years of putting in work and figuring things out and dealing with stuff and dealing with people. Um... And in those moments, you're going to need cheerleaders. You're going to need people who are who are going to be able to like, cheer you on from the sidelines and, and keep affirming you and confirming to you that you are where you're supposed to be, that you're capable, that you are deserving, that you have earned the right, that you can do this. Um, and a lot of times, like, that is the extra push that you need to make it over whatever hurdle it is that you're going through. Another thing that mentors can be, and this one, like, this is this is it y'all like my mentors are the plug like my mentors are my connectors um for me this has been hands down the most valuable aspect of mentorship um my mentors have opened doors for me that even though I'm smart, even though I work hard, even though I've like done certain things, that my my ability alone would have taken years to open. So not to say I would have never gotten there. It's to say that it would have just been a longer grind for me to get to those spaces. Um and because they are invested in my success, they are willing to leverage their personal and sometimes financial capital to make sure that I have every opportunity that I need to succeed at whatever it is that I'm working on. So when I was running the company with my sister, I had mentors who connected me with people within their companies, who ordered products, who shared my work, who talked about me in places that you know I, w- I wasn't even. My mentor now, who owns the Sky, I joke all the time, will be in a meeting and he'll like not be talking about this. And he'll say, do you know Watching has a podcast? It's really good. You should listen to it, right? And I'm like, listen, that's not what we're here for. But he's just so proud and he wants everybody to know about the amazing work that I'm doing. And so he he's connected me to so many people. He's made suggestions for people that I could interview for the podcast. He's made introductions. Um, and he, you know, he, this specific mentor, he's a powerhouse and he has networks that, I could only dream of having and he is willing to open any door that I think I want to walk through um, there are some friends of mine and I who have been talking about real estate investing and that is his that is his wheelhouse so I called him and said listen we're thinking about this thing none of us know anything about real estate we have about 18 months where we're trying to learn as much as possible will you mentor us through the process and I, actually when I called him And most people who I make asks of know that it typically starts with, hey, I have an idea. I need your help, and I just need you to say yes. And he was like, okay, yes. Now what do you need? Right? So he said yes without even knowing what the ask was because he knew I wasn't going to ask about anything crazy, but then I explained to him what it is that we wanted to do, and he was more than happy to. And he went above and beyond that and said, and there's actually somebody who's doing something similar right now, or helping somebody do some, helping groups do something similar in my network, and I will introduce him to you, and he will help mentor you through this as well, right? So it's just connecting people to people. That's how I have my current job. Um, And, you know, I don't think I'm someone who believes very, strongly in bootstrapping and so for I choose the latter I've been bootstrapping everything I will continue to for as long as I I, I'm able but there are people who I know if I needed financial capital for whatever reason to grow the company to do whatever I could go to and I can ask them and they would say yes because they know that their money would not be wasted um, with me Uh, but also they know that when presented with an opportunity or a connection, I'm going to make sure that they don't regret making that connection. Like I'm not going to embarrass them. I'm not going to be rude to their friends. I'm not going to be unprofessional. Um, They know me well enough to know that like their connection is not wasted on me and their relationship is not at stake um, because of an interaction with me. Um, If you know that you have gaps in your networks right now, a great mentor is a quick way to fill those gaps, like hands down, the quickest way that you can do it. Um, so you need one so that she, they can connect you to the wider um, community, whether that's in your industry, in your city, whatever that may be. Um, another reason you need a mentor is mentors challenge you. A lot of times your friends, they like, they clap all the time. They're yes men sometimes depending on the friends. Um, And a good mentor is going to challenge you to expand the way that you think about things and the ways that you view the world. Um, Because we're typically only as open as what we've seen or experienced, um, that limits us sometimes. It limits what we think is possible. It limits what we think we can do. It limits what we think we have access to. And because your mentor has had a completely different experience, they'll ask you questions and say things that will force you to consider other options that may have never occurred to you independent of them and that I think has been very eye-opening for me because I've considered opportunities and other options that just like hearing it for the first time I was like well why did that never occur to me well because my experience would not have allowed me to even think or consider those other options and so I'm grateful for mentors who challenge me and who aren't because they're not my friends. I mean, I guess they're friends. We're friendly, but they're not like my homegirls or my homeboys where they like it's not it doesn't do them any good to have being yes people in my life and then me be mediocre. And then I go out into the world and I'm talking about mentors and I'm like, oh, yeah, this person is my mentor. And people are like, oh, what kind of mentoring is she or he doing to you? Because you are not, you know, what you think you are. So that's the challenging part of it, I think, is it's it's so important and don't shy away from that, right? The the tough feedback that you may sometimes get from your mentor, it's not malicious. It's because they want you to be better. They see something in you that you may not see in yourself. And if there's a mentor who's just nasty to you, that's probably not the person you want mentoring you or not even just nasty to you, but nasty to people in general. Like that's probably not the person that you want to be guiding you or helping to guide you. And so when you get feedback that may be hard to process, keep in mind that they are saying it because they might see something that you don't necessarily see. This next reason that you need a mentor uh, is because your mentors protect you. My mentors have undoubtedly protected me from other people and sometimes they've protected me from myself. there have been times when I know I was on some destructive paths. I talked to my very first professional boss, um, was the head of marketing for Comedy Central. And I had to call him and apologize one time because there was somebody who worked for me who acted a whole fool in the office. And I flashed back to like my first year of working for him, and there was a day I acted a whole fool in his office. And I called him and be like, I'm so sorry. like I didn't even know what I was doing during that time. And I think I've shared this before, like, he could have fired me, he could have belittled me during that time, he could have done a lot of things, and he didn't do any of that. He used it as teaching moments, Um, didn't get me fired, didn't report me to HR, didn't, I mean, it wasn't anything that, like, egregious, but didn't do anything that like hurt my self-esteem or made me feel less than or make me feel like I didn't belong. He used it as teaching moments to make sure that when I went back out into the corporate space that I didn't act that way with anybody else because everybody is not going to be him. Um, and, you know, whether it was how I responded to someone, how I wanted to spend my money or me wanting to switch jobs because I was emotional about something or something that somebody said to me, they have always had my back even when I wasn't in the room. And I should probably say, especially when I wasn't in the room, I know that some of my mentors have convinced other people to take a chance on me. They've convinced people to give me second and third chances because they believe that I'm worth it, that I'm worth the investment and they are invested in my success. And so if you can find someone who is invested in you, they will shield you from so much crap, right? They will shield you from so much um, heartache because they care about you and how you end up and show up in spaces. Um, so now I know you're thinking, yeah, I know that I need a mentor. You went through all that and I was like, yup, need that, yup, need that, yup, need that. Now, how do I get one? And to that I say like, we're not there yet. Slow down, calm down. We will get to how you get a mentor. First, I think we need to do some work to figure out what you actually need in a mentor and what qualities you should be looking for before you ask someone or you make the effort to create a mentor-mentee relationship with someone. When I was thinking, when I think about my mentors and like why they work for me, um, there are a couple of things that I think of. One, I'm very direct. And for me, It would be hard to connect with someone who was not direct and where it was a lot of gray area. I had to figure out what they meant when they said this. Like, I'm just not wired to be that person. Um, And so for me, it was important to have somebody who was direct it's also important to me to have a mentor who's honest. Like, I don't need anybody to like lie to me about anything. Like, if I'm messing up, I need you to tell me that I'm messing up. If you see me doing something that you know is hurting my career, like, be honest with me about it. If you see me engaging in behaviors that you think are going to limit my potential, like, tell me the truth. Don't yet, like, don't sugarcoat things for me. Just tell me the truth. Um, I need somebody who's authentic, right? So who's comfortable in their own skin, because that is what i want i want to live as myself all the time so if it's somebody who's hiding behind something or who who has like a weird relationship with who they are in the spaces that they occupy the advice that they're going to give me is not going to be authentic to who they are and so it wouldn't work for me so the person needs to be authentic and i think confidence right like not to say that they never have self-doubt moments or that they never um experience times where they question themselves but at the end of the day that they're they are solid in who they are the contributions that they make to the spaces that they're in and they're able to show up and even when they're scared still deliver because they know that like they are amazing and then the last thing is self-aware a lot of times people will project things onto you and it'll have nothing to do with you at all it's that their own insecurities that stuff that they haven't worked through. And then they put it onto you. And for me, it's like, no, you be aware of where your shortcomings are, the things that you have worked on, where you have fallen short. And like and you're able to articulate that because that will help me to also become more self-aware. So if you're thinking about, you know, who that mentor should be, I would say first you need to ask yourself, what specific thing do you need the mentor for right now? Right? Not like a general, like in the few it would be great if a mentor was da, da da. Like what do you need right now? Do you need someone who can help you fill the network gap? Do you need someone who has worked in your industry so that they have industry knowledge that you can learn from? Do you need someone who can help you think about the possibilities for your career? What do you need? If you can't answer that question, um, it's going to be really hard for you to find someone who's the right fit. You may find someone, but it may be like not the most productive of relationships because you are not clear on what you're hoping to accomplish through that relationship. The second question that I would ask you to ask yourself is, what quality, what qualities do you want this person to possess? Um, Think about it in terms of marketing, right? When brands are deciding who their target customer is, they typically create what's called buyer personas, and the buyer persona like describes to a T, like what the person who's going to buy this product, like who are they, what do they do, and all that. So as you think about your mentor persona. What is your mentor? What does your ideal mentor look like? And I don't mean necessarily physically. Um, how much career experience do you want them to have? What size company do you want them to work for? What industry? Does it matter the industry? Do they need management experience? Or can they be a high-performing solo, uh, solo contributor, right? Like, does that matter to you? Does it matter if they're a high-profile person who's always out like if, if, like speaking and out front, or can it be someone who is, you know, silent but deadly? I don't know if that's the right phrase or if that was appropriate to use right now, but like someone who's in the background, but who's an absolute boss and is like the engine of whatever it is that they're running, but they don't necessarily need to be like the face of everything. Can they have worked for the same company their entire career, or do they? need to have some experience working in different environments and um and dealing with different kinds of organizational structures and and those things take the time to really really put some thought behind the persona of the mentor and i'm actually i'm thinking about it let me know if you think that this is something that you guys would need i'm thinking about creating a, a mentor personas worksheet that you guys can fill out And get a good sense of who it is that you want to mentor you. That way it'll take away all of the guest stuff and you can ask the questions um, that are important as it pertains to it. So let me know on Instagram or send me a message. Let me know if that's something that you guys would find valuable. Um, But think about the phase of your career that you're in right now and who that ideal person is for you. Put it down on paper. Don't just have it in your head. Be very clear and think through it on paper. And I think the last question that you would need to ask yourself is what kind of time commitment are you going to be asking your mentor to make? Um, Depending on how far away you are from what it is that you want to do, the time commitment may be significant and that may determine who can realistically be a good mentor to you. Um, I think you should be honest with yourself. Um, Because the heavy lift in the mentor-mentee relationship falls on the mentee. So for every hour that you plan to have your mentor um, contribute to your mentor-mentee relationship, you should plan to contribute too. So if it's something like, do you realistically have five hours a month to be spending on the things that that come up during your mentor-mentee relationship? Is it something that's like, okay, we'll do an hour. And then I have two hours that I'm doing, like following up on stuff and doing the stuff. So how much time are you asking? Because that will determine the type of person that can be your mentor and it'll manage the expectations. Okay, so now that we've settled, you know, why you need a mentor, that you do need a mentor, let's talk about um, how you get a mentor. And it's not randomly asking someone, If they'll be your mentor. I mean, I guess there are people who do it. It's very rare, but it's something that I would not say should be like your plan A. Um, I think a lot of people think that it's once you find a mentor, you will do well, but it's actually do well and you'll find a mentor. That's a Sheryl Sandberg quote, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Your mentor is not going to be the reason that you succeed. You're going to be succeeding. You're going to have a mentor take you to higher heights, but... Rarely, unless you are, you know, in high school still, but even in high school, you're probably a high performer if you have um, a, a quality mentor who's investing um, in you. And another quote that I have is from my leak Teal. I think she's phenomenal. Um, and she said that if you want a mentor, be someone who others want to mentor. Right. And I think the way that I interpret that is it means that you're already about your business and you are excelling at the opportunities that you've been given right now, even if those opportunities are not where you want to be or what you want them to be, right? You're not sitting around complaining about, oh, this person hasn't called me, I haven't gotten this, I haven't done that. You are making the best of where you are and you're you're working really hard to make sure that you are killing it at these opportunities. And what draws quality mentors to you is your good reputation. So the reputation that you have will determine the quality of the people who want to step into your life, at least professionally. Um, Great reputation will draw great mentors to you. Terrible reputation will repel quality mentors to you. That's just how it works. Nobody wants to be associated with a hot mess. The second thing that I will say, and I think that we often overlook this, is to start with the people who are already in your network and one degree away from you. So let's say you have a friend who works for um, a certain company or knows someone who you think would be a great mentor for you after you've done the work to define what it means to be a great mentor for you. Ask them if they would introduce you or invite you um, to a space where they know that that person will be just so you can meet them. So maybe they don't, they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to email them, but we're having this networking event. She's going to be there. I'll invite you as my plus one and you can go out and meet her, right? Like that's something that's super easy to do. If none of your friends want to make introductions on your behalf, you should probably sit and think about what that's all about. Because what they're saying is, like, at this time or for whatever reason, I don't want to put my reputation or risk my relationship with this person for this. And if that's a consistent theme, you got to take a look at yourself for a little bit and see, like, is there something that you're doing consciously or unconsciously that's making people feel like they cannot or they should not mix their professional reputation with yours? Um, So for the podcast, for example... I get so many people to be on the podcast on the strength of introductions, Um, ask all the time. And because I'm clear about the type of woman who's appropriate for the podcast, I can make specific asks of the people in my network. And because of my relationship with them and the reputation that I have, I've never gotten a no for an ask for an intro on the podcast, like not one time. And so again, um, yes, that comes with time and it comes with relationship, but if you have friends who are also in the space, and you don't need a lot of friends, one or two friends who know people who you may not know, just ask for the introduction. The second way, um, and I think is it the second way? Yeah, the second way is to volunteer. I've said this ad nauseum on the podcast. I'm gonna say it again. Um This can be in your organization at an affinity group or something like that, or you can volunteer outside of your organization. But the hack, and I don't even know if this is a hack, but it's not just joining. It's making sure that you're active on a committee. The committees are typically smaller, which gives the other members an opportunity to get to know you faster and more intimately. And then if you deliver on what you say you will in those committees, it makes it so much easier to identify who could be a good mentor for you and then start to build those relationships because there's not so many people who are trying or vying for that attention of that person during that time. I won't spend too much time on that because we've talked about it on the podcast before, but... Um, Although I think that this is probably not the ideal situation for a lot of people, but find a a virtual mentor, right? You can have the virtual mentor as a supplement to your physical mentor. Um, There are tons of podcasts where people give away knowledge for free. This podcast is one of them. So you can count me as your first virtual mentor. Um, But for me, someone whose podcast that I pay close attention to is the Tim Ferriss show. He interviews some of the most accomplished people in the world and I always learn something new every time I listen to an episode. And so although I don't know Tim Ferriss personally, I don't have like, I don't feel like I need to know him personally um, because like he gives so much in his podcast episodes. They're really long. There are definitely a time commitment. And so I listen to them and I learn something and I try to apply what works for me and leave the things that don't. But remember that none of this is going to bear any fruit, like. If you are not one, willing to put in the work and two, if you have a terrible reputation, like none of the things that I mentioned on how to get a mentor is going to work for you because people are not going to touch with a 10 foot pole. Like it's just not going to work. Um, If when your name comes up, there's a consistent, I know her, but dot, dot, dot. Um, When asking someone to mentor you, what you're asking, and I've said this, is that you're asking them to make an investment in you. And so before you ask someone to make an investment in you, you need to make sure that you're making an investment in yourself. And that means that, you know, you're doing research, you're reading, you're listening, you are doing the work, you are, you know, financially investing in your professional development where you can hold conversations with people. And the things that you're asking are like their strategy behind it. People say they don't have money for professional development. Find the money. Whether it's through your job and getting some professional development budget or, you know, saving to to take intensives and classes and those things, like they matter. And the people who you're asking to mentor you have made that investment, have done that work. And so make sure that you are not asking someone to give of you something that you're not willing to give yourself. Um once you've built relationships, some relationships will naturally develop. And then you can work on that to grow into like a deeper mentored structured relationship. But the things that I mentioned before, like just do the work. And what you need and who you need will come. But if you're doing nothing besides working and going home, the chances that, and if you're when you're at work, you're under the radar, you're not really like putting yourself out there. The chances that you're gonna find a mentor are slim to none. And so make sure that you are um, taking to he- taking what works for you. Try one of those things, you don't have to do them all. Like, that's, like Don't go crazy, but pick one of the things and then try it out and see. You know, give it like three months. Do a three-month commitment. See what happens or who you meet at the end of those three months. Um, so you managed to find a mentor now. The next question is like, well, how do I maintain those relationships? You had your first meeting. Then what do you do? So first thing that I will say when it comes to maintaining the relationship is the fastest way to end a mentor-mentee relationship is to waste somebody's time. You don't like your time wasted, I don't like my time wasted, nobody likes having their time wasted. Um, So first thing is when your mentor gives you suggestions on things to do, actually do them, and then report back with what happened. Like, What are the results of, of the action that they took, that they told you to take? If there's an introduction that has been made on your behalf, make sure you follow up with that person and then keep your mentor informed on the progress that's being made from that introduction, right? It's not their job to follow up with you to say, hey, introduce this person. What Like, be proactive and share with your mentor. The second thing is to be open. Um, I mentioned earlier that one of the things that a good mentor is going to do is challenge you to consider other options. And just because something isn't what you've normally done doesn't make it wrong. Just because something is hard doesn't make it wrong. I think you have to listen and consider what's being suggested and after actually considering it not just shutting it down initially because it makes you feel weird um, after considering it, if you decide that it doesn't feel true to who you are or what you want, don't do it right like you don't have to um, you don't have to do everything because like somebody says it right It's fine At the end of the day you're the final authority on your life. But make sure that when you're rejecting new information, it's not because you're fear, you're fearful or because you just feel like you can't do something. Um, a lot of times what your mentor will do is get ask you questions to get you to get to the final point that you need to be at without them directly telling you what to do. But be open to possibilities that you may never have considered. Um, third thing is find ways that you can add value to the relationship. I curate a ton of events where I choose the ladder, and for that I choose the ladder community during the course of a year, and I use those opportunities as a way to amplify my mentors, right? They're all brilliant, genius people. Um, and so if there's an opportunity for me to bring them in on a project, have them speaking somewhere, Introducing them to someone that I know, like I'm always thinking about them in ways that I can help them. I also share articles with them. Um, I reach out to ask to check on them without like having to ask for anything. So, one of my mentors, I know she recently had surgery. So, I've been checking on her to make sure she's okay, see if she needs anything. And it's not even work related, but I care about her as a person. Um, we've built a relationship over the years. And so, to me, like I want to make sure that she knows that she's valuable to me as well. Um, I will connect with them on social media. So, for example, if I see something on the news that involves them, um, I will always shout them out because I'm so proud of the work that they're doing. Um, but then I'll also share that with my with the people on my network, whether that's resharing it on LinkedIn or somebody wins an award. I will share it on Facebook, in my newsletter, because I'm just like so proud of them and I'm so happy. Um that they're continuing to do this work because it's not easy, especially the ones who are black women in corporate, to deal with all the things that they deal with and still be out here thriving and killing it. Like, I feel like that deserves all the applause. Um, I want you to think about, like, nobody wants to feel like they're an ATM where withdrawals are always being made with being made um and so i want to make sure that um i'm depositing as well and you should be thinking about ways that you can also provide value to your mentors and then i would say the the last thing that you want to do to maintain the relationship is like to be flexible most of the people that you want to mentor you are going to be booked and busy and that's why you want them to be your mentor because they have a certain level of success and what that may mean is that you know there may be some last minute rescheduling, or, you know, you change the meeting from in-person to virtual, or their travel schedule makes, you know, the meeting that was supposed to be an hour, and now it's only like 30 minutes, um, your mentor has a job, like a full-time job that pays their bills, sustains their families, and that comes with certain obligations, and so if they're mentoring you, you know that they would never do anything intentionally to hurt you, so if they have to make a couple of changes or things are last minute, like it's not personal, um, it's Life and it's part of being connected with people who are who are busy and it shouldn't be all the time. Like if you have somebody who's mentoring you who can never make a meeting who's always canceling last minute, you should reevaluate that um, that relationship if it's if it's proven to be a pattern. But there, like we have to give people grace in the same way that once you become you know where you want to be and you're someone's mentor, you're gonna have the same kind of obligations and your mentee is gonna have to give you um, grace as well. And I close this out by saying that you know mentorship relationships change just like all relationships change. Um, your mentor could be your mentor for a reason, could be your mentor for a season, or could be your mentor for a lifetime. Um, and as you go through different seasons of your career, your needs are going to change, and so your relationships and the relationships that you need are going to change sometimes. You're the mentee and sometimes you're the mentor. Like there are moments with some of my mentors where now I'm the, you know, the person who's being reached out to for counsel on certain things, which is always very um, humbling. uh, But just know that the relationships will change. And that's totally normal. Um, don't feel like you have to continue the relationship if it's run its course, right? And you might it might be a relationship that you circle back to in two years, three years, four years, five years, six months, um, but just know that you are, it is okay to have um, seasons where your relationship with someone is a lot more intentional and in touch than others. Um, but it is important that you spend time in finding a group or people in the group could be two people, three people, four people, who are going to do this career thing with you. And I'm hopeful that some of the things that we shared today, that I shared today, um, will help you get closer to that. Um, As always, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can connect with us um, in the newsletter by texting CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B, to 66866. You can join us on Instagram at IChooseTheLadder, or on Facebook at I Choose the Ladder Podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening.